the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of another week. I'm looking forward to my weekend. I hope you are as well. We will update you on all the stories that matter to you and try to give you a truth perspective on them today via our uh, platforms on 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. You're always invited to participate in the Bruce Hooley Show either by email, bruce at salemmedia.com, or via the phones, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. We'll speak with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network at noon today. Since we spoke yesterday, the man who was engaged in a standoff with the Ohio State Patrol and other law enforcement officers uh, near Wilmington uh, was shot and killed yesterday afternoon about 3.45 p.m. Uh, 42-year-old Ricky Walter Schiffer apparently raised his gun, an AR-15, toward police officers in their standoff in a cornfield and... Officers responded with gunfire, and despite uh, Mr. Schiffer wearing body armor, he was shot and killed. Uh, This is the climate we are in, in our country now, where the actions of the federal government and its law enforcement arms are inspiring, in the best of circumstances, questions about whether legal protection under the law exists for all citizens, or in the worst circumstances, um, outside the law, responses out of frustration born of thinking that there's a two-tiered system of justice. Um, That's my suspicion about what led Ricky Schiffer to try to break into a visitor area at the FBI office in suburban Cincinnati. He had a nail gun and his AR-15. Look, Uh, This is regrettable on many fronts. First and foremost, a person needlessly lost his life and needlessly imperiled the lives of law enforcement officers whose only mission is to serve their communities. Uh, But it's also uh, a tragedy in the respect that it gives the left ammunition, because I have no doubt that they will play up the fact that Ricky Schiffer was supposedly at the January 6th riot at the Capitol. He wasn't charged with anything, by the way. Apparently, it will be some kind of a crime to uh, peacefully assemble. But you know where this is going, right? He will become another brick in the wall, um, the wall of lies that all Trump supporters, all Republicans, all conservatives are anarchists, are fascists, are tyrannical uh, oppressors of those who have differing political views. So don't react this way. Like, we have a great system in our country. We have to have faith in our system, because if we don't have faith in our system, then what are we fighting for? 
Like, I presume we are fighting to uphold the values and principles that we love about America. So we have to fight the battle ardently with great spirit and great determination, but we have to do it within the legal parameters provided to us because that's presumably what we're fighting to uphold. So we don't pick up guns and we don't take on police and we don't project our frustration with Merrick Garland onto every Justice Department official when we don't project our distrust in Christopher Wray and FBI leadership onto FBI field agents. So maintain some perspective. Um, My guess is none of you are um, motivated to do anything of the sort that Ricky Lee Schiffer did and... uh, and it can't it can't happen that way. It just cannot happen that way. Now, uh, Merrick Garland did speak yesterday. He can still speak. I guess he was smoked out of his rabbit hole to answer to the American people, who he clearly looks down upon and disdains. Uh, but he said that he personally approved of the decision to seek a warrant. Now, the warrant is what precipitated the search at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida, where FBI agents spent nine hours rifling through uh, Melania's closet, Trump's office, breaking into his safe, and the like. Uh, Supposedly because, uh, according to the Washington Post, uh, Trump took to Mar-a-Lago among his collection of classified documents um information on US nuclear weapons or those of a foreign nation okay let's ponder that for a second uh donald trump leaving the white house <laughs> has the power before he sees joe biden inaugurated to declassify any document that he wants to okay but He decides not to declassify sensitive information about U.S. nuclear weapons or, let's say, nuclear weapons of his uh, good friend and uh, love letter pal, uh, Kim Jong-un. Why? Why would Trump do that? Uh, Because uh, Trump is uh, been frustrated that Mike Pence will not overthrow the uh, election. And Trump believes he's still the president, should be the president, that it was a process of uh, well-orchestrated funny business in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, that stole the election from him. So here's what I'll do. I'll take the nuclear codes with me, and maybe in the middle of the night... I can impersonate Joe Biden. I can punch in the codes on my secret bat phone and fire off a nuclear attack. Or, or, or maybe he has uh, step-by-step directions on how uh, the North Koreans have acquired a nuclear weapon. And Trump thinks that he can put his own together in his uh, workshop at Mar-a-Lago. He'll go out there in the middle of the night while Melania is sleeping and he'll uh, come up with, uh, you know, some uranium and the other <laughs> materials it takes to uh, put together a nuclear bomb, and he'll fire it off to, I don't know where, Delaware, maybe, uh, to take out Biden's 
beach house, one of however many he owns, on a federal salary for 50 years. Maybe he'll ship it to California to um, obliterate Paul Pelosi's Porsche so he can't drive drunk and imperil the citizens of Southern California on its highways. I mean, call me skeptical that Donald Trump has anything of a sensitive nuclear weapon-related nature in his, in his documents that he improperly still has in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Because if he has such documents, we know that the uh, FBI and DOJ have been talking to him about sensitive government documents for two months. And they were there at Mar-a-Lago before while Trump was there because he said, hey, how you doing, guys, to them. Am I supposed to believe that they knew then he had nuclear-related documents and they decided uh, to just leave them there for two months until they're going to get around to raiding the place while he's at his golf course in New Jersey? I mean, is it more plausible that Trump has documents and sensitive information related to nuclear weapons? Or is it more plausible that if you were Democrats who desperately want to keep him off the ballot in 2024, and you were going to raid his home on the uh, hope that you come across something, perhaps an email between him and the Proud Boys or Something to indicate that on January the 6th, Trump had been in communication with rioters before the riot. That they riots didn't happen organically. That Trump directed them, knew about them, participated in uh, fostering an environment where they would take place. Is it more plausible that given all the heat Merrick Garland and the FBI and the DOJ have taken in the aftermath of this raid, that somebody would leak to the Washington Post a justification for the raid that would make people go, oh, wow, well, well, okay. I mean, if you're there looking for nuclear-related materials, I mean, I guess I'm going to have to dial back my uh, disdain for you breaking a 240-ish year history of no Department of Justice uh, head ever raiding the home of a former or current U.S. president. Now that I know that it's nuclear codes or nuclear-related information, I mean, I mean, go back. Get in there with a fine-tooth comb and take a, take a Geiger counter or something so we can find out where Trump's storing the weapons. I smell a sensationalistic rat in all of this. I do not for a second believe that Trump had anything <laughs> possibly related to anything uh, dangerous regarding nuclear weapons in his classified information. I believe Democrats want to believe that, and I believe they will purport that that happened, but I do not find it plausible or logical. I have... Two, not one, but two, four packs of tickets to the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and Zumbezi Bay 
Um, now, these have to be used by September the 5th, which I believe is Labor Day weekend. And so, I'm trying to think, how would I judiciously give these away to some uh, willing listener of 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus? Uh, how about we go email, bruce at salemmedia.com, bruce at salemmedia.com, and give me your thoughts on whether you think equal justice under the law applies. Or or phone call, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Now, I want a serious take. I want to know what your level of trust is in the institutions of government that my guess is if you listen to this station, you support. You support law enforcement, right? I mean, right now there's a very, very, very heart-rending story going on involving law enforcement. It's not in the state of Ohio, but it's as close to the state of Ohio as you can get. It's Richmond, Indiana, and the Officer Sierra Burton, a four-year veteran of the Richmond Police Department, uh, she is hopefully, and I mean hopefully, recovering at Miami Valley Hospital in Dayton. She was, this is indicative of the danger in law enforcement, she was shot in the head on Wednesday night. Shot in the head. The people who denigrate law enforcement, Democrats, wackos, Do not understand that every single call you get is a life-threatening call as a police officer because you never know, you never know what is the person that I'm going to engage with. What are they capable of? Uh, I am sure that when Sierra Burton was called uh, to uh, stop a guy on a moped in Richmond, Indiana on Wednesday night, and when she took her canine a police dog with her, and the dog started sniffing around the guy's moped and sniffed narcotics, she did not anticipate that the person driving the moped, who to that point in time had been, you know, pretty peaceful, she did not anticipate, nor would any reasonable person have anticipated, that he would pull out a gun and begin shooting at her and other Richmond police officers. But that is what Philip Matthew Lee did. And he shot Sierra Burton in the head. And she is now, according to the Richmond chief of police, starting to show, starting to show some hopeful signs of recovering from her injury. She has not regained consciousness yet. She has not regained consciousness yet. Uh, Michael Britt, the police chief, told News Center 7 in Dayton, we need the, the community to pray for her. I ask that you pray for the officer. Um, I would concur in that regard. Now, what happened to the guy on the moped? He ran. Cops uh, fired at him, shot him, hit him. But he is in jail, so he's not in any kind of life-threatening situation. She is said to be in very critical condition. So this is what happens with law enforcement, and this is why people need to appreciate law enforcement and understand the gravity of what law enforcement does. And that's why it makes this raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate so problematic, because it is executed by law enforcement officers of the federal government, the FBI. And Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, has been uh, talking about how deplorable it is that people have been threatening FBI agents on social media. And it is not an environment in which we want to live where law enforcement officers feel like they're not appreciated and where they are threatened, whether it's just something as uh, relatively harmless 
as a social media post or whether it is something that escalates from a social media post into uh, real tangible actions uh, like uh, Ricky Schiffer, who tried to break through barriers at the FBI field office in Cincinnati and then led a high-speed chase and exchanged gunfire with officers, and he ended up dead. But I get the complexity of this for those who look at the officers of the FBI and the officials of the DOJ um, using those officers to carry out what appears to be a completely unequal system of justice. The agents on hand, though, are just following orders. They are following orders. (coughs) Where do those orders come from? Well, that's where we have the problem. See, Merrick Garland says that he personally approved of the decision to seek a warrant. But when you seek a warrant, somebody has to attest under oath before a judge. They have to sign a document that says, we have information and this is what they're going to find. This is what they're going to find. They base that upon what informants have told them or what private citizens have told them. But it's not supposed to be like, yeah, we uh, we don't think this guy looks honest. And so we're going to go in there and we're going to search around. And we're going to find something that we, we hope to find something we can use against him. No, you can't get a warrant that way. You have to have probable cause. And you have to have more than probable cause. You have to have somebody who will swear to the fact that what's in the warrant is truthful. Now, Merrick Garland didn't say that he vouched for what's in the warrant. He said he approved of the decision to seek a warrant. So he left himself some wiggle room there. He can always say, well, you know, I, I just assumed that, you know, the guy who was going to do it, uh, my one of my underlings, like, he he knew what was in it. Well, he, he didn't go as far as we needed him to go yesterday to be able to, in the end, pin this on him. He still went pretty far. This is going to land on him, and it's going to land on his agency with both feet if, in fact, this turns out to be just a fishing expedition. Because there are other ways they could have done this. They could have subpoenaed, hey, we think you have this, so here's a subpoena for it. If you got it, you got to turn it over. If you don't turn it over, well, you're in defiance of a subpoena, and that's a big deal. So I understand the frustration. But again, don't take it out on the officers who are following orders because when you allow the uniform to obscure the fact that that is a real live person there, that is somebody with a mom, a dad, maybe a spouse, perhaps children, then we get awful stories like those that stick with us forever. For me, one of those stories is still the two officers from Westerville, uh, Morelli and Juring, who showed up at a domestic violence call on a Saturday morning. And before they had a chance, they lost their lives in the line of duty. Uh, That's what police work really is, and we never, ever, ever can lose sight of that. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.